Welcome to the 92nd episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Bruce Holbert, author of the novel Lonesome Animals. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Bruce Holbert, author of the new novel, Lonesome Animals. Lonesome Animals has been described as cowboy noir. Bruce, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Sure. If the listeners haven't heard about Lonesome Animals yet, how would you describe the novel? Well, uh, it's been described in lots of different ways. It's been described as a literary novel, as a thriller, as a crime novel as a Western uh, noir, I, I would say that, um, I would say it's, a, for me, it's a novel about the sort of uh, uh, it's about the sort of uh, uh, spin-off of the, of the Western mythology. That's always seems to seep into my writing. It's always something that's interested in me that the Western myth is pretty dysfunctional. And uh, I was playing with, uh, I ended up playing with how that how that plays out within a within a family and within a character who's, uh, you know, at the beginning of his life is uh, is rewarded for um, for uh, following the myth, and at the end, uh, you know, he's a uh, monster because of it. Sure. And, and what is it about the mythology of the West that kind of appeals to you and that informs your writing of lonesome animals? Well, um, probably it's dysfunction. Um, it, it's You've got a lot of people living by a set of rules that are 100 years old and uh, don't really work anymore. And, uh, you know, what... It, we don't ask what Jesus would do. We ask what Hank Williams did. And what happens is, uh, you know, we end up following the myth and getting arrested or getting, you know, getting in, in situations that are violent and uh, that we don't need to. But, but that story is so strong in our psyches that we don't know any way around it. Sure. When some readers hear the phrase literature of the West, they automatically think of kind of the traditional paperback Western novel, maybe a Louis L'Amour novel right? with, with lots of gunfights. How would you argue against that popular image of, of Westerns or, or would you? I don't have any trouble with those kinds of books as long as they're read as, as either of a time past or fantasies. But, um, the trouble is, is that, you know, you've got, I'm a high school teacher and, you know, I, I'd say at least two thirds of my male students are walking around acting like Clint Eastwood and don't even know it. <laughs> and, and do you think that, that, that the Western right now is kind of a dying genre in your opinion? No, no. I mean, every time somebody pronounces the Western dead, somebody does something with it that, that you know that that reinvigorates it. I mean, I didn't set out to write a western. It just it, it ended up that way. But uh, you know, it, it's um, uh, it, it's a strong part of the psyche. I think it's going through the same evolution that every myth does. You know, my guess is the Iliad 
a uh, hundred years after the war of Troy was a bunch of scattered stories too, that maybe people thought were going to be dead. Sure. What, what initially drew you to writing fiction? Um, I don't know. Uh, somebody told me I was good at it. I think, um, like in the fourth grade <laughs> and, uh, I just had always considered myself a writer uh, since then, and um, and uh, I became interested in in fiction as a, I mean I don't come from a, a background that's anything near academic, um, so I became interested in fiction as just a way of uh, expressing myself in a culture that um, you know really wasn't interested in men expressing themselves too often except for, you know, driving cars and fast and into telephone poles. <laughs> given given your uh, experiences to date writing fiction, what, what tips or advice would you offer for aspiring writers who want to write and publish novels or short stories? Uh, well, one of the things I would say is for me, I'm a high school teacher. I've got three kids that, you know, I devote a lot of time to. I have a wife that, uh, you know, I, I love and we do we spend a lot of time together. For me, it's you, it's you have to know your process. You know, people will say, well, I work this and this and this, or I work with music on, or I work with no music, or I don't need any sound, I don't want any sound, or I only work in a certain place. And all that stuff is fine, but you need to know how how you work. Um, because if you work like other people work, and if it's not natural for you, then um, then you can't you slip into it easily. So for me, because I have a fairly busy life, uh, but I know my process, I can you know I can get some work done in a short period of time and feel remain connected to to. Uh, the book that I'm working on, but I would say that's the most important thing: is know your, you know, know who you are, know know what works for you, and uh, you know, and, and I, the advice I always give to my students is, you know, I think Hemingway's advice of write write one good sentence, and then try to write another. Sure. And and what I'm just curious, given your answer, uh, what is your process? Do you write every day, or or how does that uh, usually work? For I you? tend to spend a lot of time writing on uh, uh, in summer because I'm a teacher, and usually the momentum of that carries me into maybe January or February, and then from January and February, I'm kind of I'm usually unless I've got a project that has a deadline, I, that's usually when I charge my batteries again until late spring. Uh, as far as writing, I write when I have time. Um, I, I usually write uh, in the, when I'm during the school year. I write in the evening. Um, I'll sit, sometimes I'll sit with the kids if they're watching a television show or, or playing a game or something. I'll sit and noodle around and edit a little bit while they're, while we're playing a game. So it's just kind of wedging things in there. But my process is Oh, uh, and part of the process has to do with how you approach putting putting something together. Like I have a I have one friend, Max Phillips, who outlines everything. And 
for him, it's perfect because it fits his personality. He's a very sort of organized, rigid guy. And for me, I could never do that. I count on not knowing what's going to happen. So that it creates a kind of, for me, a, a kind of spontaneity. Sure. Um, so it just depends on, you know, what, and what you're writing from, you know, what you have to write about. Right. What what books, fiction or nonfiction, have you read in the past year or two that made an impact on you and that, that you might recommend? Uh, well, Dennis Johnson's Train Dreams is great. Uh, and Dennis Johnson's Jesus' Son is a great book, too. I, I, read the, I read Train Dreams this year, and I read Jesus' Son, you know, almost once a year. Uh, and Blood Meridian is, you know, Cormac McCarthy's real piece of genius, I think, and that's something I go back to. Um, let's see, as far as, uh, uh, I'm hard put, I, I read some nonfiction. Actually, um, there's a book, uh, it's a kind of a book on criticism, but, but it, it's how fiction, uh, it's how fiction works. And it's by James Wood, the critic. And I found that incredibly enlightening on really fundamental questions that I'd always, that I'd always sort of, you know, people had said, well, you do it this way, but that's only because they do it this way. Uh, I think that's a great book. I think um, Francine Prose's book on writing is a great book. Great. Well, what are you working on now? What are you writing? I just finished a draft of another story that takes place, well, it takes place over a 70-year time period. And um, uh, some of it takes place in this in the same well, it takes place in the same general region as uh, Lonesome Animals does, but it's uh, it's more of a romance. It's uh, you know, it's it's not a romance in the grocery store novel kind of romance, but but it's uh, you have two characters who come together and then are apart for much of the novel, and then in the end work their way back into each other's lives. Great. Well, where can people find you online? Uh, com. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Bruce Holbert, author of the new novel, Lonesome Animals. Lonesome Animals is available in bookstores now, and you should check it out. Bruce, thanks for doing this interview. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.